Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, as Margaret Young asks in her article in today's Irish Times, do you know what menorrhagia is? Unfortunately, Margaret does. Periods are bad enough, but from Margaret's description, this is another layer of hell. Margaret, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. <clears throat> now, when you first got periods when you were, you know, a girl, were they immediately terrible? Yes. Um, after the first couple of months, they were. And like a lot of teenagers in the 90s, I was put straight onto the pill. That was, that was the As a regulator the kind of thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and did that work? It did work. Yeah, it did. And I was on the pill for over 20 years. And it was probably about a decade ago that I decided that I'd had enough of taking hormones and I wanted to be a little bit more natural. And I came off the pill and that was when the hell that you speak of was unleashed. Yes. Now, to have been put on the pill in the first place meant that you you found it extremely distressing and debilitating, the periods you were getting even at the start. Yes, exactly. And, you know, some of the older um, female relations I have had been through it. So my mother kind of knew straight away. She recognised, yeah, that this was going to be an issue. So I don't know if it's hereditary. Yeah. scientifically, but it certainly seems the case. Right, um, okay. Now, and, and so to kind of, like, it is, it is your period, but it seems it sounds like a period multiplied by four or five kind of thing in terms of your flow is yes. profoundly more significant. Excessively than it heavier. Yeah, that, that's the, like, the definition is excessively heavy bleed. Yeah. So it, it, in terms of pads and tampons, how effective can they be? Or are we talking about having to change things constantly? Yeah, so so one of the, the symptoms is not being able to have a full night's sleep, basically, without having to get up. So that's actually one of the, the clinical symptoms is having to get up during the night, either change your protection or, in a lot of cases, to actually clean up the mess. Mm. Um, and also then there's another symptom is having to use double protection. So using like a pad and a tampon or using two tampons, which is not recommended medically, but is can be very necessary. Because that's, there's a danger of toxic shock. Is is that what that is? Yes. Yeah. And also like you can, if you're using two, there's a danger that you'll, you might forget and you take one out and forget about the other one. And that's right. a whole other that's a, a whole, whole other issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the the clotting, significantly worse as well. Yeah, so I think a little bit of clotting is can be considered normal, but when the mm. clots are bigger than like a thumb-sized, that can be a sign of menorrhagia as well. When it's combined with the other symptoms together and also the duration, like technically the duration has to be seven days or longer, but if you were shorter but you were you know, bleeding to death, as it often feels like, then you would consider that you would have it. Yeah, and and uh, and the pain. Now, I know because you, you don't know what the pain is like for another woman, uh, but but you can, I suppose you can only describe the pain for you. I know, it's hard to talk about pain because it's so subjective. And also, when you're not in the pain, it's hard to actually remember pain. So mm. I feel like that's probably like... A, a function of mother nature so that people will give birth more than once. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, I often thought the same thing five minutes after say, oh, that Yeah, was it's very yeah. hard to remember <laughs> yeah. pain, but the pain is, it's a lot. It's a lot. It just means that like, it's constant. You know, you, you never, if you have menorrhagia and, you know, for that week or whatever, you never forget that you're having your period. Mm. You'd never be in the bathroom and go, oh, I, I need to change my protection. You'd never forget for a second. You're in pain. You've got brain fog. You're for for me anyway. I'm I get really dizzy. My blood I've low blood pressure anyway, so my blood pressure drops. I've been known to like you know stagger. Like I can just completely 
Yeah. Really debilitating. So, like, for the week or so that you, that you have your period, like, yeah. you're, you're, can you do anything? So, I'm a yoga teacher now, so I still teach because I can't just not teach for a week of a yeah. month. I'm not that financially lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, say this week, because of course, as luck would have us, I'm experiencing it right now as my article comes out. So I was teaching on Monday evening. So I did my day job that I do in the mornings. And then I had my lunch, walked the dog, and then I went to sleep for a couple of hours. It's the only way I could get a little bit of energy to teach the class that night. Once I get going, I'm I'm fine. And the pain does actually improve because of the endorphins and the magic of yoga, which, of course, I have to mention. <laughs> yeah. And then about 30 minutes after the end of class, the pain starts to come back. Okay. Now, for people listening might think, well, she just has heavy periods. But, but this is a uh, this is a clinical condition that you can be diagnosed as having. Yes. And, and when did that happen for you? Because you came off the pill and then all this started again for you. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you think that you or you ask yourself if you're just being dramatic or, you know, if this is what everyone else goes through. And as we said, you know, pain being so subjective and then... It was a good while before I actually went to the doctor and said, I can't take this anymore. Please, you know, send me to a gynecologist. And I'd never even heard the word menorrhagia until I saw the gynecologist. And also because I used to work in the hospital where the gynecologist is, because I I was working on the admin side and I saw the waiting lists and, you know, hundreds of referrals and the waiting times, and it's, it, it's, you know, it's a minor thing compared to cancer and compared to brain tumors. You know, I worked in neurology and more on neuron disease. So you think, oh, you know, this is not important. Mm, this is not life threatening. Yeah. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to ask to be bumped up because I worked there. So I left it too long. And that's kind of the message that I want to convey is even if it isn't life threatening, you deserve to not have to be in so much pain and discomfort for a big percentage of your life. Well, of course, yeah. So how long were you waiting to see a consultant? Oh, uh, I actually, I don't know. It was, it was a long, long time. And then I saw the consultant and then, sure, we went into lockdown. So the appointments oh. became virtual on the phone. And then, you know, you'd get lost to follow up. So I'd be chasing the secretary, please can I have another appointment. And um, I was put on the list for for surgery. And then I was lost again. And then if you're waiting so long, the National Treatment Purchase Fund steps in and you're outsourced. So that's what eventually ended up happening. So the whole process was a good few years. Oh, God. Now, you said surgery. What surgery can you... And now, presumably the consultant eventually said you have menorrhagia and this year, these are your treatment options. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what's the surgery? Well, the first treatment option is the COIL, which is a form of contraceptive <laughs> which I had declined because I didn't want to take any hormones. Mm. The other treatment that you can have is a drug, which name escapes me, of course, because it's got about 10 letters in it. But it's a drug that haemophiliacs take. So it's it, it stops your body producing or expelling so much blood. OK, but that might increase the clots if it's a, if it's a drug that, that haemophiliacs take, because isn't that the problem they have? They can't clot, so they just maybe, keep bleeding. Yeah. Maybe. It did help me a little, but again, because we were all in the middle of lockdown and didn't seem important in the scheme of things, yeah. I kept running out of the prescription. They kept writing me like three months and then it would go by so fast. So the other solution is an ablation where they basically burn the lining of your womb so they can do it with like microwaves or 
Um, I actually don't. Re- in my mind, it's like a blowtorch. I'm sure it's way more sophisticated. <laughs> blowtorch. But is that invasive or is that kind of a pinhole job? I think it can be both. Yeah. But at this stage, I was so desperate that I wouldn't care. Yeah. What way they do it, and like, you know, I I talk about the ablate, wanting the ablation so much. Even to decide to have the ablation was was a big deal because. I'm, you know, I'm all about being holistic. So for me to make the decision that I want to have a part of my body burnt off, basically, was a big deal. But then to to have it done was another another fight. So um, to cut a long story short, I went in to have it done, but I didn't actually have it done. I had a DNC, which is short for which yeah something uh, and like yeah, yeah but a and lot of women who like had, a Hoover given, yeah they've yeah, given birth like really familiar with the DNC yeah, yeah so yeah. I had a DNC and I didn't end up having the ablation okay and did the DNC help to be honest um, it wasn't communicated to me at the time that I had the DNC I only found out three weeks ago that I had a DNC oh my god and what yeah. did they tell you well when I woke up from the anaesthetic I was like ecstatic that I'd thought I had my ablation so yeah. I was crushed when I realised I hadn't had the ablation and um, very disappointed and I only just found out as I said about the DNC a couple of weeks ago because I had asked them to um, refer me back to my original doctor because they hadn't given me a treatment and they replied and said yes we did we gave you a DNC and I was like nobody told me I had a DNC but in hindsight, um, it, it was kind of, there was a sign there that I had a DNC because when I was on holidays and I was having my period, of course, Murphy's Law, mm. I sneezed really violently and I felt my, like, my insides came out. I joked to my husband, I was like, I think my whole insides just fell out of me. And when I went to the bathroom, there was a clot the size of my hand. Oh, God. Do we, we, that sounds like one kind of the different parts of the health service maybe weren't communicating properly with each other. I think the health service is probably a whole other episode <laughs> of your show. <laughs> and having worked there, I, t- I have total respect for not only the consultants who mm. are amazing and are geniuses and they're, they're wonderful and the admin staff that work so hard under ridiculous conditions where their colleagues aren't replaced when they go on maternity leave and they've got hundreds of referrals and the phones are ringing and the patients are angry. So everybody's under so much pressure. So I don't, I have a lot of compassion for them. Of course, but I think yes. the system is badly broken. Yeah, I think everyone uh, can agree on yes. that. Are things any better for you, even after the DNC? Um, not really. Yeah. I'm on day five of my current episode of hell yeah um yesterday was pretty bad today is not too bad but it could get worse again tomorrow yeah so do, do you have the option of maybe going back to have that original surgery that you were slated to have i think i'm at a point of just acceptance now and not giving up but i think i just need to i don't know i think i've just accepted that it wasn't meant to happen or something. I don't know. I'm trying to be yoga about it. Yeah. Okay. You're trying to be Zen about it. And yes. As you said yourself, no one deserves to live in pain. There's, there's, you know, no reason why you should. True. Mm. But, you know, I'm 46 in about seven weeks. So I'm waiting for the menopause. Everyone's, you know, given the menopause such oh, bad gosh. rep. But maybe for me, it's going to be freedom. 
Yeah, well, you look 26. So <laughs> yoga's doing something. Thank Margaret, you. Margaret, thanks a million for coming in to talk to us and we hope things do get better for you. That was uh, Margaret Young. Actually, uh, she's also known as Wild Soul Mags uh, on Instagram. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.